0: You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. Anyway, so, um, we have any dreamers? Any dreamers? And I don't mean like dreamer where like you just dream, nothing ever happens, or like you go to, to, I don't want to hear about your, your dreams at night, but like a dreamer, like you have something in your heart that is a dream, a goal, a passion, a vision. Any dreamers? I can tell you I'm a dreamer. Um, I'm thankful that God, I think one of the most, most awesome things that God gave us, you know, and it tells us that we're created in his image, not that we, I don't think we look like him, but the image of his character, one of the most awesome things that he gave us was imagination. Would y'all agree? Anyone have an imagination that likes to just run wild? I'll tell you mine does. It, it, it can get pretty loopy sometimes. And God gives me, he visions, he gives me visions. He gives me dreams. He fills my imagination with things that, that I, be, I should be doing for His kingdom, whether it's something here in the local community or maybe it's something in the mission field or or something in my in my in my family with my with my kids or my wife. The problem for me is, I get the dream. It's just hard for me to act out on it for a lot of reasons. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's um, maybe my expectation isn't right. Maybe I don't feel like that I have the resources I need to be able to fulfill those dreams and do the things that, that I believe God has called me to do. Anyone ever experience any of that? I know we do. I, I feel very strongly that today what I'm going to talk to you guys about for the next several minutes is um, is something that, that a few of you um, really need to hear. I'll only say this, if you've ever heard me speak, I don't say this a lot, and I only say it when I believe it with every single ounce of my heart I believe the Lord has something for some of you today. I really, really do. I think there's some people in this room, and, and what kind of stirs this up in me is I think about the Operation Christmas Child, and I think about our, our team who's over in Honduras right now ministering to these kids and these orphans and, the, and the, the people of that town. And I think this is just the beginning of what God has in store for our church and for our community and for you guys. I really, really, really believe that. You know, I may have shared this with you guys before, but I sent out a text message to, to several um, pastors, believers, leaders, um, about a month and a half or so ago about the youth, and I said, hey, how do you define a healthy youth ministry? Like, what does that look like? It, it's, is, it, is it numbers is it that we have more kids? Is it that we're able to get more chairs to put in the youth room to set up because we have more kids coming in? Is it that we have the best food? Is it that um, we have the best production? Is it, what what makes a healthy ministry and what does it look like? How do you know when you have it? And the resounding answer that I got back from the vast majority of the people was you know it because your children, your youth, your students start to love each other and love their school and love their community the way that Jesus loved them. Don't get me wrong. I think that the production is great. When I say production, don't take that the wrong way. I think it's important that we give God our best and we give him our excellence. I think that it's important that our worship team is on point. I think it's important that our room is clean because this is the house of the Lord and he deserves our best, right? And so, um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's about how we love other people. It's about we, how we love our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and how we love those around us. And so when I say that I believe that, that, um, that God has some dreams for our church, and I believe that God has birthed some dreams into some of you inside this room, I'm not talking about the dream to build the best sand volleyball court in your backyard. Maybe that's, maybe that's how you get the youth to come around. I'm not talking about the, he's, he's birthed the dream in you to, to put a 42-inch lift on your truck. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's how you spread the gospel, because you put his picture on the side. I don't know. Maybe so. But what I'm talking about is I believe that he's birthed some dreams and some people in this room right now that are going to allow our church to be the face of Jesus, to go out and do more things like Operation Christmas Child. And to go out and do more things like send a mission team to Honduras. I really, really do. I think that he's burst some dreams and some people on on what you're going to do at your job. I think that some of you sit up at night thinking about if you're going to have the courage to walk into your job the next day and profess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior because you know there's somebody that you sit next to, that you work next to, that needs to hear it. I think that some of you, God has birthed a dream in your heart that you're going to be the one that starts a Bible study for the group of men that you work with at the plant. Because you know they need to hear the good news about Jesus Christ. I think some of you may have a dream that you're going to start a, a home for for people who are subject to sex trafficking. You know, Houston is the number three country, number three city in our country that has to deal with that epidemic. Now I know there's some people in this room who've been, who've been birthed with a dream that they're going to start a home to take care of those. There's people who were taken out of that 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 terrible, terrible situation. The dream could be any, could be anything, but I think for me, again, just being transparent about myself, I'm a dreamer, and I think we have some dreamers too. What happens is all too often I get to this point to where I feel like I'm just getting passed by, like I see some other people who are doing some amazing things for the for the kingdom of Jesus. I see some people who are who are living out and stepping into the dreams that God's called them into, and at times I feel like I'm just getting passed by. And me personally, I'm sick of it. And if you're a dreamer, you're probably sick of it too. So, I'll pray for you guys real quick. Father, we love you so much, God. We thank you so much for this day, Father. We thank you that again we get to come into your house and freely worship you, Father, to lift up your name, to praise you, God. Father, I ask you that over the next several minutes, God, that you will um, allow my words to be your words, Father. And, Lord, you you know the people that that need to hear what you have to deliver to them today, Father. And I ask you that they'll receive it, God, with an open heart, Father, and an open mind, God. Father, I ask you that that you'll just start to just expand the the dimensions of our hearts and our minds, God, to have God-sized dreams, Lord, and to trust and believe that You can take us to next to see those things fulfilled, Father. We love you so much. We praise you in your perfect name. Amen. So, we're going to start off reading from uh, Jeremiah 1 5. I think we have it up there. Here's the good news about those dreams. Here's the good news. Every dream that you have, if it's kingdom-minded, was birthed by God. Every dream that you have, if it's kingdom-minded, was birthed by God. It says, before I formed you, you know this verse, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So let's kind of build this, this message today off of that. That whatever dream you have in your heart, whatever he stirred up inside you, it came from him. If you can can really just buy into that truth, that it came from him, the next several verses I'm going to share with you are going to change your life. They're going to change your perspective on your dreams. They're going to change your perspective on your desires. It's going to be awesome. He's got something for you today, I promise you. Isaiah 54:1 says, Sing, barren woman. Sing, barren woman. And what, this is coming out of Isaiah. And so, this is the time when, when God had, had, had um, allowed Isaiah the prophet to, to begin to speak things over Israel and into Israel and, his, and God's people. And this first line right here, I can tell you for me is 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 quite personal because I've I've shared with you guys before, um, Kiki and I, we're actually in the process of, of trying to to have a baby. We've been trying for several, several years now. Um, we've um, we've we've tried everything for the most part. Um, <laughs> we've tried everything except for what I'm gonna get to here in a little bit. We've been trying to have a baby. It's a desire of our heart, it's a desire of my wife's heart. She is a good, faithful wife and a faithful, obedient servant to God, and and she believes that that God has that in store for her. I believe it, too. But when I read this first verse here, and it says, Sing, barren woman. You who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy. You who are never in labor. So I was talking to to Kiki this morning before we left. We were getting ready for church. I said, hey, babe, I'm going to give you a heads up. Kind of my message today is, is a bit about, um, it's not really, it wasn't meant to be about us, but it kind of dips into what we're going through, and so um, I would encourage you to kind of read some of the verses before we kind of get into it, just so you don't walk up and punch me and all that kind of good stuff, like in front of the whole church. That'd be really weird. So so she read it, and, and it says, Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor. If you've ever had to deal with trying to have a child and it's just not happening. Singing for joy is the last thing that you want to do. In your flesh, praising God and singing and thanking God that you're still barren is the last thing in, world, in the world that you want to do. In your flesh, you couldn't be any more removed from praising God in that moment. We're walking through it. I'm just being honest with you. And I think that if we can kind of think outside the box here when we're looking at the scripture, it's not just talking about a woman trying to bear a child. I think it's also talking about your dreams. I think that some of you have those dreams that we've been talking about that are birthed inside you by God and you've been sitting back watching other people have their dreams fulfilled and the desires that you know God put in your heart and you're wondering, when is my time? You're laboring, you're praying, you're asking, you're faithful. You have compassion for other people. You feel like you're doing all the things right. And you're wondering, God, why would you put this in my heart if we're not going to see it fulfilled? Does that make sense? And so I think what Isaiah is saying is, look, sing, O barren woman praise God in spite of your circumstances. because you got to believe that that dream was from him. And in his own due time in his timing he will see he, he will make sure that dream comes true. but for now your job is to praise Him. We allow the the natural, the things that are really happening around us, the fact that we've we've tried to have a kid and we've gone to see doctors and we've done these things and, and it's just not coming to fruition. We're allowing the natural to dictate our supernatural or our spiritual. And that's a that's a very dangerous place to be. You know, when you look at, at maybe the dreams again that you have, maybe your dream is to. Your dream is to start a ministry that, that helps young kids in, in Port Natchez, Texas that, that, um, that maybe uh, are, come from single-parent homes and, and um, just need some love and some affection and some care and arrive and ride the church. Maybe that's your dream. Maybe your dream is to go to the park and, and feed the homeless a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on a Sunday morning before church and tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ, regardless of what your dream is. What happens is we allow the natural that's going on around us to convince us that it's not a good idea. Or we allow the natural that's going around us to convince us that you can never do that. Because you don't have time. Because you don't have money. Because your friends will think you're silly. i got a good one for you. You can't live out your dream that God's put in your heart and called you to because of what you've done in your past. There's no way I could walk back into that town or walk into that school or walk around my friends or do the things that God's called me to do because they know how I was, and they won't listen to me. It's funny. Think about Paul, right? It's funny. You can't allow the natural to supersede the spiritual. you got to allow the spiritual to dictate your natural. Very, very important. Isaiah 55, 8 through 11 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is awesome. 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 Get this. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Number 11. It's the best part so is my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty. He says, the word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty. but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. If that dream that is in your heart is kingdom-minded, it is from God. And if he gave you that dream, he tells you he will not let his word, he will not let the things that he speaks out return to him empty. How awesome is that? It gets me excited. Maybe not y'all, it gets me excited. It makes me think back to, to the first verse where it says, seeing barren woman. That gives me reason to praise. It gives me reason to want to lift up his name even when my circumstances don't dictate that. Even when I feel like my dreams are being pushed aside and I see other people having their dreams fulfilled and I'm thinking, Lord, why not me? God planted the dream in you. He will give you what you need to see it accomplished. It says in here, let me find it real quick. It says that you will see it accomplished. I think it's awesome because it's not that we'll accomplish it. It's not that, you know, when you allow the supernatural to dictate your natural, when you allow your spiritual to dictate your you're natural, you don't have to worry about having the strength and the resources that you need to accomplish the dreams that God's put in your heart. See, those things that are bringing you down, the things that are discouraging you from going out and accomplishing those dreams and doing the things that he's called you to those things don't matter because you don't have to have the resources to do them. He says, see. To me, see means sit back and Watch. Sit back and be a vessel. Sit back and, and, and just put all your faith in him that he can accomplish those things for you and see it happen. So I like to fish. Love to fish. Um, not very good at it sometimes, but and Kiki will tell you that I'll tell her, i ask her if, if, and I may have told you this before, I ask her if she wants to go fishing, and she says no, but I'll go catching And so, um, and typically, she does outfish me. She's a great fisher woman. Her dad, her dad taught her well. She comes from a great fishing family. Um, And for me, um, as did I, I just I'm just not as good as her. It is what it is. But yesterday, I went fishing. Okay, so I get up early in the morning. Me and a buddy of mine, we load up the kayaks, we head out, and and I go into my garage. And I kind of one side of my garage, I have all of my ice chests and all those things. And on this far side of the garage, I have fishing poles and um, tackle and bags and cast nets and buckets and all the things you could possibly need to go out and have a good day fishing. But a lot of times I find myself walking over to the ice chest side and I look on that wall of ice chests and I I have quite a few of them. I have big ones, I have really big ones and I have small ones. And if you're a a fisher person, you'll probably appreciate this. All too often, I grab the small ice chest. Think about it. All too often, I grab the small ice chest. You know why? Because Kiki wasn't going going with me, so I didn't think I was going to catch anything. Uncle Barry back there, who's a great fisherman, Mike who's not here I don't think they probably carry the big ice chest because when they go fishing they expect they have the expectation to come home with fish if I'm being honest sometimes I'll grab the small ice chest and only put enough ice to keep my water cold so if I catch fish I'm in trouble I have to hurry home so don't spoil before I get home It's time to expand. It's time to expand. I'm not talking about build a bigger church. If that's what God has in store for us, then by all means, we'll do it. I'm not talking about broadening our 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 stage so we can have more people on the stage for worship. But if God has that in plan for us, we'll do it. I'm talking about expand your heart. It's time to expand your heart. Isaiah 54, 2. This is great. <laughs> Enlarge the place of your tent. This is right after I, He's saying, hey, sing, barren woman. Sing a new song. It's time to sing a new song. You who never bore a child, burst into a song. Shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. What? Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. If you're a, if you're a barren woman, I don't offend anybody with that term. Why? I have a tent, and I fit perfectly inside it, and I have this dream that God's going to going to allow me to bear children. God's going to allow my dreams to be fulfilled. But right now, he's just not doing it. And so the tent that I live in is perfectly fine. And you're telling me that I've been trying to have a kid for how long? And you want me to expand my tent? You want me to knock the stakes down, to expand the curtains, stretch them out wide? And expand my tent? Yeah, he does. Expand. Because here's the deal. God's dreams are big. He's a big God. Consider we're talking about the same God that spoke this universe into existence. The same God that told Job, I control the tides. I control when the waves meet. The shore. The same God that put every single star in the sky, every single star, and knew them by name. The same God that freed his people from Pharaoh with some miraculous things. It's the same God that spat in the mud made a mud pie, slapped it on a dude's face, and healed him from blindness. The same God that took Paul, who was a persecutor of Christians, the worst of worst men in that day for a believing Christian, brought him out to a road, let him speak to a donkey, blinded him for a couple of days, and then had him become the founder of, of what we call our modern-day church. What? That same God is the same God that put a dream in your heart. And if you think for one second that a God that big is going to put a teeny, tiny little dream in your heart that is not important, I think that you're wrong expand the tent. He says, expand the tent because God's coming. Expand the tent because he's going to fulfill your dream. Get ready because he's coming. Also, I, I, again, my wife's awesome, so I, I kind of ask her questions about myself and speak, things like that. I say, hey, do I talk about myself too much when I speak? Because I probably do, because I'm an easy target, to be honest with you, and so, um, and I know me better than anybody, and so I can kind of pick on myself a little bit and um, and I asked her, I said, hey, babe, do I, do I talk about myself too much? Am I, like, too self-deprivating, I guess is the proper word, whenever I speak in front of people? And she's like, yeah, a little bit. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to do it again. Um, so I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I, when I was preparing this message, I, the Lord put it on my heart that it's just the word expand, expansion, time to expand. It's time to expand. Again, I'm thinking about our mission team. I'm thinking about our our our, our boxes. And I'm thinking, man, God, you have so much more in store than, than boxes and the mission team those things are great and we thank you for those dreams we thank you that you birthed those dreams in somebody but you have more those are the platform those are the, the that, that's the the stepping stone to what you have in store for your people of freedom christian fellowship and yeah I'm speaking about freedom christian fellowship you have so much more so then I just start reading I Start reading some scripture, and it brings me to the, to the to Isaiah talking to the Israelites about about the barren woman, and and I read about expanding my tent, and I'm thinking I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna give them a good word, and I'm gonna encourage them, and I'm gonna tell them, hey, you need to go expand your tent, you need to do this, you need to do that, and you need to go to your you need to go to your job and make sure that you're expanding your heart and your mindset with the people that you work with, so that you can lead them to the good news of Jesus Christ. And the Lord said, what are you gonna do? You're going to get up there and you're going to self deprivate about about um, the fact that you and your wife are attempting to have a kid and it ain't working out. Sorry, babe. I know I keep talking about it a lot. What are you going to do? My wife's birthday is this Friday, she'll be 30 years old. You know not I'm going to give my wife her a birthday? I'm going to give her a crib. Hmm, yeah. She wants to, the baby's going to stay in our room for a while when it comes. And she wants to paint it like gray and yellow and some other girly stuff. Poor boy, if it's a boy. With some elephants and some other things. I'm going to paint my room gray. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna paint my room gray. I'm gonna buy some yellow stuff for our bed, and I'm gonna buy a crib and give it to her for her birthday. And we're gonna put it against the wall. We're gonna praise God for who He is. Yeah, Amen. And we're gonna believe that that dream that we have in our heart is from Him. We're gonna expand. It's time to expand. This isn't about just me and her and our situation. Keep us in your prayers. It's about us as a church, man. You have dreams in your heart. God has put dreams in your heart. It's time to expand. It's time to knock down the walls. Don't ask God... To come to your house and fulfill your dreams if you're going to put him in the small little guest bedroom. He's a big God with big dreams and does big awesome things. Don't put him in a box. Knock down the walls of your house. Don't literally do that. Knock down the walls of your house. Maybe that's what's keeping you. Maybe that's what's keeping you from seeing your dreams fulfilled is you have walls that need to be knocked down. Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe you need to forgive. Such a, such a tough thing for, for us humans, forgiving. And we say that we forgive, but we don't forget. And you'll even hear people say, "So you forgive them, but you, you never forget that. No, forgive and forget. He says that our trespasses are as far as the east is from the west. Who forgets them? It's a long way if you didn't know. It's time to forgive and forget. Maybe you have that person at your job, someone in your family, your spouse, your kid, your father, your mother, your cousin, your best friend, your ex-wife, your ex-husband. What? It's time to forgive and forget. I believe very firmly that that's that's one of the biggest things, that those walls are what's keeping your dreams from expanding and keeping your dreams from being what they're supposed to be and keeping your dreams from being fulfilled. It's time to knock down those walls, forgive, forget, and watch God do a work in your life because he wants to. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that that is at work within us. Now to him who is able to immeasurably do more. Here's the cool thing about your dreams that God gives you. I think he gives you dreams and puts these things in your heart, kind of like our Honduras team, again, to be a stepping stool to what he really has in store for you. It says he does immeasurably more than what you expect. He's just asking you to expand your heart and to to step out into those dreams, to have some bravery and some courage and belief that he is sufficient and that he gives you everything you need to fulfill those dreams and to step out when you do. I believe, and I'm speaking this over you guys, I believe that that's just a stepping stone for what he has in store for you. I think that the design of, of, of the local church is critical to living out the gospel of Jesus Christ And I think that right now, as a church body, we're on the stepping stone of what God has in store for this house. And again, I'm not talking about putting more rear ends in the seats on Sunday morning. Invite your friends to church, not because we need more people here. Invite your friends to church because they need to hear about Jesus. Get your mom and your dad to come to church. Not because Pastor Andy is really cool and funny. Because they need to hear about the gospel. I believe, I believe with all my heart, with every single ounce of my being, I believe that we have the people in this house right now who already have the dreams in their heart. You just need to step out in faith. We just need to do it. Maybe God's put a dream in your heart to, to start a ministry within the church. going and loving on teachers at Port Natchez High School on Fridays. (laughs) We'll pray for Sean. (laughs) Maybe God's put a dream in your heart. Maybe God's put a dream in your heart to start serving in children's ministry. Maybe God's put a dream in your heart to start to join the hospitality team and start greeting in the front. Maybe he's put a dream in your heart to pick up a guitar and start playing with Justin and the worship team on Sunday mornings. Maybe he's put a dream in your heart that on Sunday mornings before church you're going to drive up and down the streets of Fort Natchez, Texas looking for people who are standing outside and ask them if they want to hop in and go to church with you that day. And Because it's a dream that God's birthed in you, they're going to get in the car and they're going to go with you. I believe we have the people and I believe you people have the dreams that we need to see God take over our city. Port Natchez, Cleveland, Port Arthur. We live in bridge cities. We'll throw that in there too. Proverbs 4.23 says, We're almost done. Justin, if you want to come on up, sir. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I like to read things twice, not because I don't think you understood it, but because I don't comprehend it the first time. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. It's time to expand your heart. We're talking about expanding your heart. It's time for you to, if, if, if you're a believer and, and you're like, you're like, like we sing these worship songs and we're like, man, it, you know, with everything, with everything, it's one of my favorite songs, and you're like, man, with most things, or, or like, it, I'm, I've given you a lot, Lord, but you don't get everything. Guilty? Maybe it's time we start giving everything. Maybe it's time we start turning over every single thing that we have within us to Him and giving Him everything our dreams, our desires, our relationships, our dreams. Maybe it's time we start giving them over to him. Everything flows from the heart. Your heart's got to be right. You have to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. You have to do that. You have to. It's a non-negotiable. To be honest with you, it's a non-negotiable. You have to. And you have to love your neighbor. Non-negotiable. A lot of things are negotiable. I think. Every conviction. is Those two things are non-negotiable. It's time to expand your heart. It's time to love more. It's time to have more compassion. Because here's the deal. What I, what I pray, what I pray for me, and I pray for you guys, and I pray for our youth, and I pray for my own children a lot, a lot, a whole lot, I pray that his eyes are my eyes. that my hands are are his hands and that my feet are his feet and they'll go where he calls me to and that my heart is his heart and I'll love people the way that he wants me to love them. The only thing that keeps me from flipping my lid, just being honest, in a fit of road rage when someone is driving two miles under the speed limit, I'm serious, man. What? me high quick. The only thing that keeps me from literally going insane is telling myself, God, let your heart be my heart. Let my heart be your heart. Let my heart be your heart. Let me see my community with your eyes. Let me love my neighbor the way that you love them. That sorry sucker, they keep blowing their leaves over my fence. What would you do, God? Go back to the little bracelets, right? Let me let my heart be your heart. Let me love them the way that you love them. Let me, let me see them the way that you see them. Let my feet be your feet. God, you want us in Honduras? You want several of our people to hop on a plane and go to Honduras to go minister to some people and spread the good news of your son, Jesus Christ? Let my feet be your feet. You want me to pray through the streets of Nederland? Laying hands on people and praying for the sick and the wounded and the blind and the impoverished. Father, let my feet be your feet. That's my prayer for us as a church. That's my prayer for me as, a, as an individual, as a servant, disciple of Jesus Christ. That's the prayer for my family. For my, Oh, man, I pray that for my kids all the time. If we could just get that one thing, if we could just get that one thing, how different things would be. How different a country would have, how different of a nation we'd live in. I mean, just all of it. Relationships. You guys can stand up if you don't mind. Just makes it easier for you to come forward a little bit if you need to. I've got a couple people from the ministry team to come up if you don't mind. would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. One more cup up here. Thank you. Right. <clears throat> it's time for you to step out in that dream that God's put in your heart. And when I say it's time for you to step out in that dream that God's put in your heart, it's time to ante up. It's time to ante up. It's time to go buy that crib, if that's what your thing is. Isaiah 54, 3-4, the end of that, of that passage that we read. We'll go back to enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. He's saying, look, if you expand your heart and step out to what I've called you into and believe that I'm sufficient to fulfill those things, Abundantly. You will see your dreams fulfilled abundantly. Nations that settle in desolate cities. And then finally, four, do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. Start over. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. This is—you will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. You ain't gonna raise your hand. Anybody want to forget the shame of their youth? Ooh, is anyone afraid from stepping out in their dream and what God's called them to do because you're afraid of your past? And not because your past will rear its ugly head, but because someone will call you on your past. Someone will say, hey, I know you. I remember you. while like, you're preaching what? You're doing what? You're talking about who? Jesus? I know you. I remember you. No, man. My God sent Jesus to this earth for me so that I could be forgiven. Hmm. How do you like that? I have his mercy. I have his grace. How much more grateful is the person in debt with the greater debt? The guy with the greater debt or the guy with the lesser debt? It's the guy with the greater debt. When that debt's forgiven, man, if that's what's holding you back, I can tell you from experience, don't let that hold you back because God has a plan for your life. God wants to use you for a big dream that he has already put in you or he's going to put in you. It's time to ante up. If you're here this morning and you you have that dream, if this message was for you, I'm going to ask you here in a couple minutes just to I'm going to ask you to step out. We don't, I'm going to ask you to please step out and come forward and receive prayer. Allow someone from our ministry team or even someone standing next to you to put their hands on you and pray for you and pray for courage and pray for wisdom. I'm going to ask you to touch your eyes and pray that, that, that God gives you his eyes and to touch your heart and ask that God gives you his heart. If you can reach, touch your feet. I personally can't. It's hard to tie my shoes. That's why I wear slip-ons. If you can reach them, touch your feet. Say, God, make my feet your feet. So I'm going to pray over you guys real quick again. After that, if you need prayer, something you want to talk about, if you have a dream, (laughs) yeah, speak it out. Speak it out. If you're in in this room and you know that someone has a dream and they're not willing to speak it out, go speak it out over them. Speak it out. Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, I have a dream and i want to tell you about it. Come forward and tell someone from our ministry, hey, I have a dream. Let me tell you what my dream is. Let me share with you what my dream is and I want you to pray it into motion. Speak it out. All right. I'll pray for you guys real quick. Father God, again, we love you, Lord. We thank you so much for this day, Father. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that we are important to you, Father. We thank you that because of us, because of our of the human race, Lord, that, that you sent your son to this earth to die on a cross for us, God. Father, I thank you for your mercy and for your grace. I thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. I thank you that, uh, thank you, Jesus. I thank, I thank you for your blood. I thank you that I can, I can spread the good news about your son, God, because I'm forgiven by you, Father, because I'm covered in your anointment, Lord. Thank you, Father. God, I ask you that if there is someone in this room, several in this room, Father, that just that have a dream, God, I'm gonna ask you to keep your heads bowed, please, if if you have a dream, if I'm speaking to you this morning, do me just slip your hand in real quick so I can see you. I want to pray for you. Yeah, I want to pray for you. Yes, Lord. Father, Father, Father. God, I ask you right now that your Holy Spirit will just flow over them, Father. God, I ask you that you will just touch the depths of their heart, Father. Father, that you will reassure them and give them confidence, Lord, that their dream is from you, God. That their dream is from you, Father. And like you said, nothing comes from your mouth, Lord, that, that, that returns empty. It just doesn't, God. Thank you for that, Lord. Father, I ask you to let them know that they don't need the resources to live out the dream that you called them to. Father, that, that you have everything They need for them just to see it happen. You are such a good Father, Lord. Father, break forgiveness for some people right now, Lord. Just allow them to have forgiveness for for those that that they need to offer it to, Lord. Father, for and we have some people that, that just need some dreams, God. Man, what a Lord, just plant dreams in your people. Plant dreams in your people, God. Father, we want to dream with you. We want to to have visions from you, Lord. We want to do what you've called us to do here on this earth, God. Give us dreams. Give us dreams. Never stop giving us dreams. Let the desires of our heart be your desires, God. Lord bless our team in Honduras right now Father Just and just put your, your your protection over them Father and put your anointing on them God that, that the people, the children, the orphans the, the parents, the people of the towns Lord that, that they come into contact with Father will just see you all over them God will see your anointing all over them and they will minister to people Father in your name and through you God Father bless those shoe boxes Lord Help everyone to get filled. It's your will, Father, let everyone be filled, God. Father, let let the good news, the gospel message be received by every kid that receives one of those boxes, Lord. Allow the contents, the toys, the toothbrushes, the crayons, Father, to whatever's in the boxes, Lord, to bless these kids, to give them some joy and some peace and and, um, experience the goodness of your love, Father, but also, Lord, let them receive the good news of Jesus Christ. God, we bless you. We thank you so much for loving us, Father. Forgive us for the ways that we failed you. In your perfect name we pray, amen. Uh, If you need prayer, if you'd like to come forward and get some prayer from our ministry, please come forward and do that. If not, you're dismissed. Make sure and grab a shoebox on the way out. Be here on Wednesday. Be here on Wednesday. Come praise and worship. We love you guys. Thank you.